When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wake him up, get him up, get him going. It's Monday on Hook Him Up with Ian Rodby. That is right, not just any Monday, a post-Super Bowl Sunday Monday. Coming off a thrilling overtime Kansas City Chiefs victory in said Super Bowl that our uh, man Rod Babers attended. And uh, he will be rolling in here at some point here this morning. We'll keep you posted on Rod's ETA and his arrival. But he was at the game last night, flew out after the game, and is uh, making his way back to Austin, Texas, where he will join us for a majority of our show this morning. Not here yet, but we'll be here as soon as he can arrive. But uh, obviously disappointing for Rod and uh, his friend Kyle Shanahan, the uh, lifetime Longhorn, after they uh, had a 10-point early lead. But uh, all Patrick Mahomes late in the fourth quarter and into overtime. We'll certainly recap what was a thrilling Super Bowl finish. Uh, defense has dominated the day early. Offense is late. And we'll talk about it with you. All of the uh, sights and sounds of Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. It included uh, a heck of a game. Uh, commercials. Uh, we had Taylor Swift in attendance. We had a heck of a halftime show with Usher. Uh, so we'll certainly talk about it. And we need your uh, conversation on the text line. 512-447-3776. Super Bowl in the books. The NFL season is over. And the Chiefs are once again champions. The dynasty is on uh, in, in uh, full force right now. For Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, we'll talk about it throughout the course of the morning. Also, a great weekend for Texas basketball, a great weekend for Texas softball. we got golf on the brain as we get you rolling. But, man, Super Bowl is uh, in full effect. And we appreciate you being there wherever you find us. Maybe it's uh, on 1019, could be AM 1260. Certainly appreciate you finding us on the Horn app as well. Download that Horn, down, download that Horn app to your, to your smartphone. Uh, load it right there, lock it in, and you touch a uh, touch of a button. You got us locked in each and every morning here on Hook 'em Up with Ian Rod B. Also at HornFM.com as we get you rolling on this, the uh, 12th of February, 2024. Uh, Brock is back at the Horn headquarters. I am here in the uh, Onion Creek uh, compound, South Austin Onion Creek compound. Uh, Brock, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Doing good, man. Super Bowl is in the books. We'll talk about it. We'll get your headlines coming up. So Brock will produce. I'm waiting on a text from Rod about uh, his ETA. Uh, have you heard from, from, from Rod at this point there, there uh, Mr. B? I have not, but considering he was in Vegas last night, there's a good chance that we don't hear from him at all. I know. That's what I. That moment, he, he, well, he said he'd be back by uh, in the, at some point here in the six o'clock hour. I think he was he was thriving. He was he was flying private. Uh, so just so you know, I, he was not. I don't he's think he was on a commercial private? airliner. Oh yeah, I think Rod had the hookup. Rod had a uh, a. Uh, I believe that that is the case. I was uh, not included on many of the details, but uh, yeah, he made it seem like he had a uh, a special flight to and fro. So, uh, of course, his friend Kyle Shanahan, uh, the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers, played together at Texas. They are lifelong friends, and I uh, was there to support him with uh, some other lifelong friends. So we'll, we'll get Rod when we can, uh, and he'll join us, and uh, we'll certainly take your thoughts. But uh, well, quite a game. Um, we'll get to all the commercials, all of the uh, halftime ex- uh, extravaganza, all of the exterior, but uh, the game itself was uh, quite a game. I think we uh, most expected a little higher scoring game, but man, it ended up 25-22. Let's get to the headlines. Let's start the uh, the show as we do each and every morning with your top stories. 
Uh, we also need to tell you that then, then say thanks to those who serve every single morning. We appreciate those who are up and out, getting after it and uh, doing what you do uh, so that we can do what we do. That's what we always like to say, whether you're in our, our military first responders, uh, teachers, doctors, nurses, those that are up and at it uh, at 6.04 on this Monday morning. Appreciate you being there. Appreciate you doing what you do so we can talk sports for five hours each and every morning here on Hook'em Up with E and Rod B. But let's start with the headlines, trending topics to start your Monday morning. Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment bring you the top stories. And, yes, Patrick Mahomes collected his third Super Bowl MVP award by leading the Kansas City Chiefs to a 25-22 overtime win over the San Francisco 49ers in Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas last night. After scuffling offensively for most of the night, Mahomes led the Chiefs on four consecutive scoring drives in regulation and into overtime, including a game-tying drive for a field goal in the closing seconds of regulation. And then after the Niners kicked a field goal on their first possession of OT, Mahomes led the Chiefs on a 13-play, 75-yard game-winning drive, capped it with a three-yard touchdown pass to Miko Hardman. McKinnon is in at running back. First down and goal to go. Play action fake. Right side throw. Touchdown! Kansas City! McCall Hardman! McCall Hardman with the catch on the right side! A three-yard touchdown pass in overtime! Kansas City wins the game! 25-22! And the Chiefs' kingdom has started its own history class! And there you go. Chiefs trailed by as many as 10 points early in that uh, first half. Makes it the third time in Mahomes' career. He's overcome a 10-point Super Bowl deficit. 28-year-old quarterback finished with 333 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. I just got to give God the glory, man. He, he challenged us to make us better. And I'm proud of my guys, man. This is awesome. It's legendary. Legendary indeed. He's now won three Super Bowls over the last five years. Made the Chiefs the first team to capture back-to-back Lombardi Trophy since the Patriots in 2003-2004. Only Tom Brady has more Super Bowl wins at this point than Mahomes, who is now tied with Joe Montana at the uh, ripe old age of 28. Closer to home, great weekend for Texas basketball. Texas men and women both cruised easy wins on Saturday afternoon at Moody Center. It was the Texas men. Senior forward Dylan DeSue poured in 27 points, 19 in the first half. Texas rolled past West Virginia 94-58. Longhorns led by, led by as many as 43 points. 34-part margin of victory represents the largest win of the season for the Longhorns. Texas women, meanwhile, were in Fort Worth. They were equally dominant. Vic Schaefer's squad improved to 22-3 on the year with a 65-43 win over TCU. Texas softball team up the start for uh, uh, Mike White's squad. They completed a five-game season opening swing through California at 5-0. They beat Loyola Marymount 10-2 yesterday. Their impressive start included three wins over traditional softball power UCLA. Horns outscored the Bruins 35-3 in those three games. In golf, Nick Taylor edged Charlie Hoffman on the second playoff hole to win the Waste Management Phoenix Open yesterday. Taylor forced extra golf with a birdie on 18, then birdied the uh, both playoff holes to seal the victory. He fired an impressive 65 for the day, finished the event at 21-under. See our new beauty location at 200 Trademark Drive to rent, buy, or repair any construction and lawn equipment you need. Topgun.net will shoot you straight. Shoot you straight indeed. We appreciate them. How about uh, this game last night? I mean, uh, you know, San Francisco, I mean, we were just listening to the show before ours. Uh, did San Francisco lose the game or did the Chiefs win the game? It's a good debate uh, because for, for every, you know, Chiefs successful, you know, dry there were plays the Niners did not make I mean special teams would be the thing that jumps into my mind uh, number one a, mi- a blocked extra point the muff punt was critical in the third quarter uh, when the 49ers defense was dominating this game last night uh, you know the the muff the, the punt that, that hits the, uh, uh, the, the the you know punt returner you know off by the punt returner, but actually hit the uh, one of the defenders in the, in the back of his leg. That was a critical play in this football game. Um, but and then the blocked extra point was big too to keep making it a, instead of a four point lead, it was a three point lead, which obviously allowed the the, the uh, Chiefs to kick a field goal to tie this ball game. But man, what can you say? You got to lead the conversation with Patrick Mahomes, uh, who just continues to do amazing things. At 28 years old, already three Super Bowl wins, as I mentioned in the headlines. Uh, the third time he's come back from a 10-point deficit to win a Super Bowl. I know that there will be a Kyle Shanahan conversation on the flip side of that, another double-digit lead that they cannot close. Uh, Brock, what were your, your early indications of this football win last night? The uh, Chiefs over the Niners, 25-22. That was just a great football game. 
Defensively, I know, right? yeah. Here, I, I added a new hotkey. Here we go. How about that D, baby? <laughs> That's but good. The, uh, yeah, it's it's shocking to me that Steve Spagnuolo has not gotten any head coaching consideration because that Chiefs defense, man, all postseason long, they have came to play. They've shut down the the Ravens, you know. they First time all year that Christian McCaffrey's been held to under three and a half yards of carry. They, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you start the conversation with Mahomes, man, but that that defense is what won them the game. Yeah, won them all year. I mean, uh, and I know we've been made the, you know, watching them early in the year, it's it's like they've flipped what they are, right? They've, they've almost adopted the old Bill Belichick, Tom Brady blueprint where, you know, if we build a great defense uh, and then we have this quarterback who is – the, the you know, ultra-clutch player uh, always comes up big in the biggest moments. Um, you know, we don't have to have, you know, offensive arsenal. We have, to, we have the, the most clutch player in the league. We have the best quarterback on the planet. Uh, so if we can, you know, play great defense like Bill Belichick and the Patriots did for year after year, and we have this guy, we're going to win these close games. And that's what they've done over and over. And you said it. They, I mean, they shut down the Ravens. They shut down the Dolphins. They survived the Bills. I mean, the Bills were the one that probably moved the ball the most against them. But, yeah, uh, yeah this 49ers offense – I mean, it's. Um, you, you, I, I'm glad that you started with the. Uh, the, the what, how about that defense from Andy Reid? Because that's absolutely right. I mean, this defense is just. I mean, because I, I sit here and I think about uh, Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers and what could have been, but in the end, you know, Chris Jones on the defensive line. I mean, he he personally. Uh, stopped at least two touchdowns that the 49ers had an opportunity to have. Uh, there were a couple of plays where Brock Purdy had Brandon Ayuk uh, on, on them wide open <laughs> opportunities for big plays, and the uh, 49ers offensive line just could not block uh, Chris Jones. I mean, he broke through. There was the play you know, when, the, when the Niners had to settle for a field goal uh, late in the game, you know, actually, excuse me, in overtime, had to settle for a field goal, not a touchdown. Uh, Kyle Shanahan had dialed up the perfect play. Uh, they had a little swing route, and Brandon Ayuk was going to be wide open, running into the end zone for a touchdown. Yeah. And instead, Chris Jones just, you know, swim moved the guard, uh, came free and hit Brock Purdy right as he threw the football, which led to an overthrow. That happened earlier in the, in the uh, second half of that game. Where, I mean, Chris Jones, just a dominating player. Uh, Trent McDuffie, number 22, the corner for Kansas City, Stunned. is absolutely a shutdown corner. Uh, he's only in his, in his you know, second year out of Washington. He's a first-round draft pick. They've done a heck of a job. Brent Veach in the, uh, the front office of the Chiefs has done a heck of a job building this defense. It's the youngest defense, Brock, in, in the playoffs. I mean, across the really? board. I mean, yeah, they're, they're extremely young defense, especially in the back end. Legereus Sneed, uh, Trent McDuffie. Justin Reed, the former Houston Texan. I mean, these guys were absolutely phenomenal. Uh, speed at linebacker. Chris Jones, a war daddy up front. They were outstanding. And, uh, you know, Mahomes wins the MVP, and rightfully so. But you said it. Uh, they're not here without their defense. And that's really how they've, uh, how they've built this thing. Steve, Steve Spagnola, you know, he, you know, Rod and I have talked about this, that, you know, he was the architect of the, uh, the team that beat Tom yeah. Brady when Tom Brady had an 18-0 season, right? Yeah, the 07 Giants team, yeah. Yeah, the 07 Giants. And no one could stop Tom Brady and the Patriots that year. Uh, they were unbelievable. I mean, it was, it was the best offense I think Brady's ever had. Yeah. Um, he threw 50 touchdowns that year, uh, touchdown passes, and only like eight interceptions on the season. Uh, but in the end, it was Steve Spagnuolo's defense and the pass rush and Michael Strahan and those guys who ended up uh, derailing them on their way to a Super Bowl. So it how ends up at 18. D, and, baby. How about that D, baby? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 and this is what's scary for the rest of the league, Brock, is you're talking about uh, Patrick Mahomes at 28 years old with three Super Bowls, three Super Bowl MVPs, and that defense. I mean, it's a very young defense. They're not going anywhere. No. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll add pieces. They'll, they'll, you know, Travis Kelsey's already come out and said he's coming back. And he, Andy he, he's Reed going too, for that yeah. three Yeah, Andy Reid is already, you know, they're coming back for a three-peat. They're not going to uh, derail this, this uh, dynasty that they're on. But, man, when you combine the, uh, the unbelievable ability of Patrick Mahomes to rise to big occasions, to make plays when plays are needed, uh, to not make mistakes when mistakes when you can't have a mistake, which is what Patrick Mahomes is, does over and over and over. Uh, and then this defense, which you know I think is only going to get better yeah. uh, in, into the next couple of years. I mean, who knows how many? I mean, this obviously the, the, the team you have to beat are the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought up Chris Jones because I was watching the, uh, the postgame show and they were interviewing him, and they had a stat line up, and it, I think he finished with just two tackles. That's all it said was Chris Jones, two tackles. 
Yes, which, his impact was massive. Yes, yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up. And yeah, Steve Spagnuolo last night, first coordinator in NFL history to win four Super Bowls, which is crazy. And, you know, you think back to this Chiefs dynasty, which I think at this point it's fair to call them a dynasty, don't you think? Oh, for sure. Three yeah. and five years, that's absolutely a dynasty. But you think back to it, and they've won in so many different ways, right? You think about um, last year, right, the Super Bowl last year. What was the final score, like 35-28? It was just high-flying offense. 38-35. 38-35 yeah. last year, yeah. It was a yeah, shootout. exactly. And they won it with their offense basically single-handedly. You know, this year, like, if it wasn't for their defense, they would have gotten blown out, especially after that uh, Mahomes interception when they were down 10 about midfield. I think that was the point where I was like, oh, shoot, like, the Chiefs are in trouble right here. And, yeah, credit to their defense, credit to their receivers. You know, I was listening last week. Y'all kept saying that uh, Kyle Shanahan had the most pressure in this game. And I was sitting there, I was thinking about it, I was like, I don't know about that because if these Chiefs receivers do not show up, man, it's going to be all kinds of noise. You know, with the Kadarius Tony drama, um, the ups and downs all season, they started to come together, like, earlier in the playoffs, but it was still, you know, like, ah, the Chiefs receiving core – you know, and they stepped up big time, so credit to them. Yeah, credit to Chris Jones, the rest of that defense, and Steve Spagnuolo. They, they balled out last night. Uh, the defense, as advertised, right? I mean, they've been great all year. They've allowed the fewest second-half points in the league all year long. Steve Spagnuolo's team was outstanding, and it was really a defensive battle uh, yeah. for most of this game. I don't think a lot of us expected it to be 10-3 to into the middle of the third quarter, and this is where Kyle Shanahan's name comes into the equation, right? The Shanahorns. Uh, Kyle Shannon has blown 10-plus point leads in all three Super Bowls he's coached in. He was the offensive coordinator at Atlanta, and they were up 28-3. to uh, Of course, you know, four years ago when they played the Chiefs, they had a 11-point uh, lead and ended up losing as Patrick Mahomes engineered you know, 17 fourth-quarter points on their way to that win in Super Bowl 54. And last night, it was, you know, you, know, you can – technically, yes, it was double digits. It was 10 to nothing because yeah. the 49ers scored the first 10 points of the game in the first half, and the Chiefs rallied and – uh, you know, got it to 10-3, then got it to 10-6. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a game that, that Kyle Shanahan wants to have back. Well, uh, you know, for, for all the Chris Jones conversation we just had, you know, if, if you're looking for reasons why the Niners didn't win this game, if you're looking at it from the Chiefs' perspective, you say what we just said. If you're looking at it from a Niners fan's perspective, you're, 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 you're talking about missed opportunities and, you yeah. know, you got to block Chris Jones in those moments. I mean, you just, um, you know, red zone and special teams are what really jump out to me because – uh, with, if Patrick Mahomes is, is your opponent you, and you have the ball at the end of the regulation and a chance to score a touchdown to win the game and not go to OT, if you have a chance in overtime to score a touchdown and not kick a field goal and give them the ball, you got to execute. I mean, this was the best red zone team in football all year long, the Niners. Uh, they always – I shouldn't say always, but they better than any team in the league. They score touchdowns when they get inside the 10-yard line. Right. Um, you know, they, and they didn't. I mean, they had to kick field goals with Jake Moody. They missed an extra point or had an extra point blocked, which was critical in this game. Yeah, do you know who uh, those blocked are, that? I was thinking about that a second ago. Was, was that Chris Jones that blocked that, that PAT? Uh, was I, – I, I got to go back and look at the, the highlight of that. Uh, but, yes, I mean, that, that's just something that can't happen. I mean, you have to make extra. I mean, a four-point lead versus a three-point lead in this game is critical uh, that ends up in a three-point ball game. That point's huge. Uh, as we said earlier, obviously the must pump, muff punt was huge. So, I mean, if you're looking for, for the list of reasons why the Niners didn't complete this deal and get Kyle Shanahan a, a, a coveted Super Bowl championship, uh, it, was, it was special teams in red zone. Uh, because they, yeah. they, they settled for field goals and, not, uh, and then missed an extra point and had a muff punt uh, that led to a, to a touchdown. That really jump-started the Chiefs' offense. Chiefs' offense wasn't doing much of anything at that point, and that led to the Marquez Valdez-Scandling touchdown right. uh, on the nice play where everybody jumped on uh, Travis Kelsey and ended up with a, a Scandling touchdown. Um, you know, Chiefs weren't doing much of anything at that point offensively, uh, and so the, the muff punt was critical. And, you know, fourth quarter belongs to Patrick Mahomes. If you're facing 15 – uh, you've got to execute it at, at, at an extremely high level. We know that three Super Bowls in five years. Um, but uh, yeah, so so we can take your thoughts on that. Four four seven three seven seven six. The Niners, the Chiefs. Which side of it are you looking at? Uh, obviously, defense for the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes and then uh, Niners uh, not capitalizing. You what you you said? Uh, McCaffrey under four yards a carry for the first time this season. Uh, that Chiefs defense was able to slow the run game. I know a lot of Niners fans were frustrated not running the ball enough uh, in the second half. I think that's probably a fair 
conversation, but they really couldn't establish the run uh, much in this football game. But, um, you know, what do you think about McCaffrey in the second half not getting enough carries? Uh, I mean, yes, they probably should have fed him the ball a little bit more, but they could not run on that Chiefs that Chiefs line at all. You know, he was yeah. averaging, like, I think he finished with 3.1 yards per carry. I think it's 3.6. He's 22 yeah, carries, 80 like yards, and he had the critical fumble early. You know, when they came yes. out, you kind of knew this was going to be a defensive game and a low-scoring game when neither team was able to score points on their scripted plays, right? Everybody, most, Andy Reid, Kyle Shanahan, they've got their 20 or whatever it is scripted plays that they've worked on for two weeks, and uh, neither team was able to score uh, on those scripts. I mean, the, the 49ers' defense, after being criticized during the, the off week and getting ready for this game because of uh, the, you know, the way the Detroit Lions went up and down the field on them, there were uh, 49ers were cited for you know, lack of effort. There was you know, visual evidence on, on film of right. guys kind of loafing through plays. They played lights out. I mean, the yes. 49ers' defense yeah. for Steve Wilkes were really, really good uh, for the first two and a half, three quarters of this football game. They absolutely threw a blanket over Patrick Mahomes. Isaiah Pacheco only had 18 carries, uh, 59 yards, so 3.3 yards a carry. Um, they did a great job on Travis Kelsey for most of the game. Now, Kelsey heated up in the second half, uh, as he typically will, and ended up with a, with a nice game. But uh, the, the, the defense for the Niners, I thought, was on point. And that's where I think Niner fans are frustrated. If you, if you say you're going to sell the, uh, the Chiefs in regulation to 19 points, uh, you feel like you're going to win that football game. You feel like your offense, uh, the most uh, dynamic offense in the, in the league this year, uh, is going to be able to win that football game. They weren't. Uh, they weren't able to, uh, to take advantage of it. Right. That's, as we said, because of the special teams blunders and then, you know, red zone uh, inefficiency and Chris Jones and Trent McDuffie and the Chiefs defense. Yeah, and I was about to – I was about to – I'm glad you brought that up because if we're going to give Steve Spagnuolo his props, we need to give credit to Steve Wilkes because they came out to play, man. They, I think I counted four players with a sack on Mahomes in the first half, which yep. was incredible. You know, they, they were – he was under duress every time he dropped back in the pocket. And, yeah, they, they, they definitely – with all, like, the noise about, like, oh, are they going to get rid of Steve Wilkes or because, this you know, nobody's giving effort. You know, he, he, he you know, quieted the noise, and they, they came out to play. That was a really good game plan. And, um, you know, thinking back to it, that PAT that was blocked turned out to be the play of the game. Because at the very end of regulation, if you remember, the Chiefs are down by three on the 12-yard line. Well, if they would have made that PAT, they would have been down by four, and they'd have whatever it was, like seven seconds to score from the 12. So that that blocked PAT, yeah, you, you said that special teams was the, the difference in the game. It, it completely was right there because that changes the entire dynamic of the of the game. Yeah, no, no question. Uh, no question about it. I mean, that's uh, as, uh, my notes right here. I wrote down top five reasons uh, Chiefs won, top five reasons 49ers lost, and the number one reason the 49ers, I believe, lost this game was special teams. Um, there, right. There's special teams. I mean, you cannot, you cannot overemphasize how critical the muff punt was to jumpstart the Chiefs' offense and really give them a spark. And then, yes, the missed extra point. I mean, it's just it's a momentum killer, but it's a point, right? As you yeah. said, you know, that, that, that field goal to tie the game and send it to overtime needed to be a touchdown if you're up, you know, 20-16 to 16 in that moment uh, and not 19-16, to 16, obviously. Uh, Mahomes finished with 333 yards and two touchdowns. He had the pick. Uh, and, you know, to your point of the early defense for the Niners and Steve Wilkes, uh, you know, it was outstanding. I mean, it yeah. was – I mean – uh, I don't know that we've ever seen Patrick Mahomes look look uh, rattled like he was in that first half. Um, you know, he, he he wasn't he wasn't clear of what he was seeing. I mean, the coverages were obviously fooling him and uh, where he wanted to be. Uh, he was taking sacks where normally he would we would get rid of the football. He had a a, a, a uh, uh, you know, the, the penalty that was called on him for um, you know. Gosh, what's what's you know we didn't get it back to the line grounding. of scrimmage. Yeah. yeah, intentional grounding. I mean, he really looked rattled. I mean, they had him. That was a tremendous defensive game plan. Chase Young. Chase Young uh, looked like the second overall pick for the first time. Yes, in his he career. did. Yes, Good he did. Time. He looked outstanding. Fred Warner was outstanding, and of course, they lose Dre Greenlaw on an unbelievably God, that um, bizarre play where he tears his Achilles tendon running onto the field, yeah. uh, coming out of a break. I mean, that was such a weird. I mean, what a. What a, what a, mm. a strange situation that was. But Drake Greenlaw is a critical player for them. Um, but, I mean, pro. they were, 
Yeah, I mean, he's an all-pro player. Uh, that was that was critical. But, uh, you know, in the end, it, it was it was those those mistakes. But at the same time, you got to give the Chiefs credit because for, for the red zone inefficiency I'm talking about, if you go back and watch, it was there was Chris Jones making a play or Trent McDuffie playing unbelievably sticky coverage or, or Legereus Sneed, 38, making a play. I mean, they were they were where they needed to be. Yeah, both but, of uh, them. If you're, yeah, I mean those. They I mean, might have the best cornerback duo in the league. I think they do. Yeah, and I think too. I think that's been all year. That's not a surprise. I mean, they held they held the Ravens at ten. They held two at Tonga Vailoa. I know it was like minus thirty seven or twenty seven or what the weather was, uh, but they held them to six points. Um, you know, it was the Bills that put twenty four on the board. That's the most anybody has had against the uh, the Chiefs defense in these playoffs. But the Niners, even with an extra you know session, the overtime only twenty two points. So I mean, that's a lockdown defense. They were outstanding. Brock Purdy finished with two hundred and fifty five yards and a score. Christian McCaffrey eighty yards uh, and no touchdowns for him, which he led the league in touchdown. He had the uh, the receiving touchdown on the the trick play that Kyle Shanahan dialed up on the the throwback, but. Uh, um, you know, at the end, it was Travis Kelsey with nine catches for 93 yards. Nicole Hardeman had the game-winning touchdown, and Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, 333 yards. It is surprising, Brock, if I tell you that the Chiefs were going to end up with 455 total yards. Did it, did it look like they gained 455 <laughs> yards in that game? Uh, no, that's, it did that's, not. But right, they also had, I mean, did not finish a lot of drives. Like, they, they stalled out in the red zone a bunch. So that may did. have contributed to that. Especially in the second half. They, they, they got things going, and that's what you got to beat. This is why the fact that Steve Spagnola and this defense and then how young it is, those two great corners, they've got to re-sign Chris Jones because Chris Jones signed a one-year deal. They've got to lock him back up because he is absolutely the key to their defense, in my opinion, right. uh, along with those two, two cover corners. They have to have him. But, um, you know, if you, if you have that defense and then you have that quarterback uh, who is unlike anything we've ever seen, uh, and then Andy Reid and their ability to adjust and make things, you know, even when a defense comes out with a great game plan, uh, they'll find a way. Uh, this is going to be a, a, a really, really difficult team to beat even into the future. Uh, we'll take your thoughts on it. It's just getting warmed up on a Monday morning. It took him up with Ian Rodby. Rodby in commute, making his way back to the ATX from the game last night. Uh, Brock is here. We've got you. We've got uh, highlights to get to. We'll get to the Super Bowl commercials. We'll get to all the sights and sounds of Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. Chiefs 25, Niners 22 in overtime. A thriller of a, of a football game, no doubt about it. We'll get to the other top stories from the weekend as well. It's the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'll hook them up with Ian Robbie. Peace up, Peace A-Town. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers. Austin, Texas Sports, The Horn. Oh, yeah, Usher at the half last night, bringing it. Got to tell you, Brock, I, uh, I'm not the biggest Usher fan, but I do like Usher. Um, but I would give that uh, halftime performance a, uh, a 6 out of 10. 6 out of 10. I was, it was not memorable, I think, would be the, uh, uh, the, you know, the, the, the description I would give. It was fine. I mean, it wasn't anything bad. But uh, not memorable with Usher. What were your thoughts on the halftime, Brock? Yeah, I was a little disappointed, but I'm, I'm also biased. I'm a gigantic Ludacris fan. So when he brought Ludacris out, I was like, all right, you need to, you need right, to stop well, yeah, and pass it over. I do like that he did the collaborations, right? He brought uh, Ludacris. He had, uh, um, you know, Her was there, right, at the very end, which I thought was pretty strong. Alicia Keys. Um, Alicia Keys was yeah. there and looking good. I mean, pretty that, sure that, that one guy was CeeLo Green. I'm not, yep, not too yep, sure yep, about yep, that. Yep, but. Yep. yep, I mean, it was it was good. I mean, uh, it was good. It was good. I mean, that there's like mm-hmm. – the, the, but at the same time, it wasn't memorable, was it? I mean, was there anything you're going to like five years from now, will you remember the Usher performance at the Super Bowl? I remember the uh, the roller rink part because I thought that was like, that's kind of weird. <laughs> roll, that's right. Okay, you're right about that. The one thing you'll remember, and I don't think we've ever seen anybody do, do roller skates, um, <laughs> roller skates and roller derby. Uh, on a halftime performance. So credit there, credit where credit is due. They did have the, the look of Tron, right? There was the outfit at the end with the when the look like, remember the movie Tron? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kind of looked like that. Tron on roller skates, which I thought was, uh, was strong. But again, you know, six out of ten, six and a half maybe. We'll take your votes. Also take your thoughts on the best Super Bowl commercials. And the Super Bowl itself uh, ends in the Chiefs again. Uh, never bet against Patrick Mahomes. That is the rule. Uh, no matter what, always bet on Patrick Mahomes. And that was uh, my pick in this game was the Chiefs. And I, I was rooting for the 49ers because of Rod and because of Kyle Shanahan, the uh, lifetime Longhorn. I wanted to see him get a Super Bowl. And I felt like uh, for a lot of the game they were going to get it. 
But at the same time, you're like, well, you, you got to kill Patrick Mahomes. If you're going to beat Patrick Mahomes, you got to beat Patrick Mahomes. You can't kick field goals. Uh, you can't, uh, you know, miss extra points or get them blocked. You can't muff punts. And, you know, right. we get to overtime. If you're going to take the ball, uh, Brock, you know, if you, you win the toss, you're going to take the ball. You, you have to go score a touchdown. And you got to put it in the end zone and uh, not leave that guy the ball. And, you know, Chiefs across the board to a player uh, after they forced a field goal. On the in, in overtime, uh, I heard Travis Kelsey say it. I mean, it was almost like we knew we were going to go down and score a touchdown. Uh, there was just it was inevitable that they were going to go 13 plays, 75 yards, and uh, stick it in the end zone. You've got we've to, seen it too uh, many times. We've seen it too many times. I mean, over and over again. Uh, it's it's why I go back to the AFC playoffs when they were in Buffalo, and it was 27-24, and you know I I was critical of Josh Allen for settling for a field goal in that moment, right? And now this. Tyler Bass, his field goal kicker, missed the kick, so it ended up a, a Chiefs win. And you know they, but but to tie that game at twenty-seven all with a minute forty-eight to go, was there any doubt that Patrick Mahomes was going to take it back down the field and beat you? I mean, no, this is just the, the this all. is the person you're facing, um, and it's, it, you're playing Michael Jordan. I mean, you're facing the best arguably we've ever seen. Um, you know, he's now got as many Super Bowl championships as uh, Joe Montana. Uh, he's got two in a row. He's got three in the last five years. I mean, he's um, you know, the MVP awards, I should say. I um, mean, you just have to – I mean, the margins are so slim. I mean, you cannot make critical mistakes. And then if you have a chance to beat him, you have to beat him. And I thought the 49ers' defense gave them that opportunity. Uh, I thought the defense rose up and, and made, um, you know, made it possible for the 49ers to win this Super Bowl. Uh, but in the end, it was um, – you know, the offense didn't take advantage of it. And I – you know, then – it's just you you have to take advantage of those red zone opportunities, not kick field goal, score touchdowns against this player because he is unlike uh, – he's a monster like we've never seen before when it comes to uh, to winning championships and uh, performing in the clutch. Um, this says, uh, what was up with Usher's glove? He's definitely not Michael Jackson. Yeah, he did have the <laughs> glove going. I like that. I like that. There's, was that CeeLo Green or Jermaine Dupree? Twitter had, seems to be undecided about this. Yeah, we've had people texting in that that was CeeLo Green, Jermaine Dupree, and Big Boy. So nobody knows who that was. I, I thought it was CeeLo Green, and he just slimmed down a little bit. But. <laughs> well, they probably should have been wearing Hello, My Name is tags. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, so we don't have to worry about that. Well, uh, so I was, I was going to ask you about this because uh, I saw that this was a big thing that Kyle Shanahan was getting asked about after the game. What did you think about his decision in overtime to, to receive the kickoff? opening kickoff say it again uh i was reading a text ask me that question again brock what do you think about uh kyle shanahan's decision to receive the overtime kickoff uh i think you always take the ball in overtime don't you i mean you take the ball and you you, you put the game in your hands yeah um well with I mean, um with the new overtime rules so you remember after the the Chiefs Bills game a couple years ago. They changed the the overtime oh, yeah, rules in the playoffs. Yeah, I met, I met other rules. You, each team gets a chance. You kick a field yeah, goal. Yeah, yeah. The other team gets a chance. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, if you're going to take the ball, which I don't have a problem with at all. I really don't. With your offense, and then you know, you go back to some of your scripted plays. Uh, you dial up what you got. And you take the ball. You, look, you, you don't. You, I, I certainly wouldn't give the ball to Patrick Mahomes no. uh, to start overtime because you probably will never see the ball again. Um, you'll never get a chance. Because like he did go 13 plays, 75 yards, and stick it in the end zone. You know, he's going to do that to you on the, on the front side. I mean, so, yes, I, I, I think you take the ball, but you have to score a touchdown. I mean, when you right. get down to the inside the 10-yard line, you've got to put it in the end zone. And this was the most efficient red zone team in, in pro football this year. That's why you give credit to the Chiefs. But at the same time, if you're a Niners fan, you're saying you have to execute in those spots. You have to block Chris Jones, for crying out loud, and you've got to dial it up. I mean, that really is the critical – uh, juncture of this game. It's, it's like the Longhorns this year in the two games that they lost, right? Red zone yeah. ends up being their, their bugaboo. Um, it, 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 it's the decider in games against really good teams, which they were facing here. This says the 49ers lost the game because Shanahan took Yursik off the field and went five wide like Brock Purdy was Peyton Manning. Uh, hey, Brock Purdy the, had a great game last night. I think Whatever he had a good game. About, about Brock Purdy. I think he had, a, he, had a, he had a strong, I mean, he was 23 of 38, 255 yards and a touchdown. Uh, but look, this is we we had this conversation after the AFC Championship game with the Ravens, who only handed the ball to their running back six times. If you're facing this defense, and you've watched this Chiefs defense all year, they're the stickiest secondary in pro football. Uh, Legarius Sneed and Trent McDuffie, uh, their coverage is elite. 
I don't know why you don't run the ball 40 times in this football game if you're the if you're Christian McCaffrey and and, and Kyle Shanahan uh, and you have Kyle and you have Kyle Uzcheck. It's almost like they because they play and you know Rod will do the deep dive on an analysis on these 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 uh, you know what the, what the uh, the, the the alignment was and what the, 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 the defenses that. were That's because be awesome. but 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 I I, I have to believe I mean they, they run a lot of uh, five and six DB sets but I don't know why you're not running the football uh, I don't know why you're not forcing the, the run where the team that can the, the, to the to the texter's point especially in the second half when you had a lead um, and this is what the Ravens did right they they ended up uh, giving the ball to Lamar Jackson. And you know, for you know, asking him to make a make play after play uh, when against this defense that is as good as they are, the pass rush is as good as it is. Chris Jones as good as he is, and you know, you just couldn't. I mean, they moved the football, but they couldn't put the ball in the end zone. Uh, the only time they could was on the trick play on the throwback play, right. uh, and that's credit to the Chiefs. But at the same time, uh, you know, how many touchdowns, rushing touchdowns, did Christian McCaffrey score this year? Yeah. Uh, twenty twenty something uh, touchdowns this year, and. Again, you can't just abandon it, Brock, I don't believe. I don't think you just give up on the run. Um, well, we we kind of talked about it earlier. You know, he what did he finish with, like 3.6 yards per carry, something like that? Yes. The, the majority of those yards came off of, like, chunk plays. Like, he just had two yes. big runs and then could not do anything. So I, I think they looked at it, you know, I'm, I'm trying to defend Kyle Shanahan, Longhorn legend over here. But I think that he just looked at it like we cannot run the ball on this front seven with with Nick Bolton and Chris Jones and and you know those guys because they they came to play last night and they had a they had a game plan to shut down Christian McCaffrey in the red zone you know we we talked about it they were shutting down Christian McCaffrey and they also held uh, George Kittle I, I, he didn't have a yard or he didn't have a catch at halftime I think he finished with one he had one that got called back a first down. But that's their entire, pretty much their entire red zone offense is just Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle right there. So if you shut those two guys down, you know, good luck in the red zone. All right, so uh, it's Ian Brock this morning. We're uh, waiting to hear from Rod. Rod Ravers is making his way back from Las Vegas. He was at this game last night and uh, obviously left it disappointed because he was there to support his friend Kyle Shanahan, uh, who ends up on the short end of a 25-22 overtime ball game. Um, says those teams getting the ball, it's overtime college style. You always play defense first because whether you're in field goal or four down territory depends on what the first team does. Uh, look, I mean, I, we, we can hem and haw. I mean, if you, if you take the, take the ball, I don't have a problem with it. Right. But when you get to this, they move the ball into the inside the 10 yard line. You got to score a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, you can't kick a field goal there. I mean, that's, yeah, I, I understand in, in 2020 hindsight, you can say should have done this, should have done that. I have no problem with Kyle Shanahan taking the ball and putting his, his, unit, his, his offensive unit on the field and going to get this victory. Um, but, you know, you, you can't settle for a field goal there. I mean, you've got to put the ball in the end zone, especially uh, their final possession of regulation ended in a field goal when they needed to stick it in the end zone uh, and, and take, the, 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 take the lead and not leave, leave it a field goal game, which they did. Um, you know, those are the things that, uh, that get you beat when you're facing Patrick Mahomes. It just is. Uh, we'll take your thoughts, 447-3776. Uh, we'll get to the, uh, to the other conversations of the morning, which include uh, best commercials of Super Bowl 58, the, uh, the Usher halftime show, which several people have now texted to say that was indeed Jermaine Dupree. Uh, okay, it was not CeeLo Green. Thank you very much. Uh, was there one commercial that stood out to you more than any other there, Brock? Was there one that uh, um, you know, was your favorite uh, commercial that you were able to watch them? That, that Christopher Walken commercial had me oh. dying. Oh, the BMW? Yeah, yes, talk, talk, Talking <laughs> like walking? Yeah. I did yeah, like that. That one and the HEB commercial were by far the best, in my opinion. Um, what was that HEB commercial? It was they, they were like both reaching for the coffee at the same time, and they'd like touch hands, and the and the romantic music would start playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, I, I will say I did like the uh, like a good neighbor, the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger State Farm commercial. I yes. thought that was good. Yeah, they brought back Danny DeVito. I mean, I, I thought that was <laughs> clever. I mean, the, the old twins movie. I thought that was really good. Give State Farm some credit. Uh, I did like you know as a, as a child of the '80s and grew up in the '80s. I'm born in 1972, but you know, my adolescence was 80s. Mr. T, when Mr. T came out with Tony Romo and they did the, the Skechers commercial. Oh, yeah. I was down with that. I thought that was good. I pitied that the was fool good. that has to lean over and put his shoes on. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I pitied a fool. I pitied a fool. 
I was down with that. That was good. And you know what? I will say, you know, uh, unlike previous, the last couple of Super Bowls, I felt like the commercials were pretty strong this time around. Yeah. I mean, kind of like the Usher performance. I didn't hate the Usher performance, but it wasn't super memorable. I thought there were some memorable commercials. Commercials. What do you think of the Ben Affleck, J-Lo, Matt Damon, Tom Brady, Dunkin' Donuts commercial? Were you down with that? Yeah, that one was pretty funny. I like that one. That was pretty funny, yeah. clever. Uh, and by the way, Beyonce, Beyonce did a, an ad for Verizon. And in it, she announced new music. And do you know that Beyonce has dropped, is, is coming out with a new country album? Country really? album, Brock. Yes. Really? Yes, Beyonce, I guess, in an attempt to one-up Taylor Swift at some level. And Post Malone, made it too. back from Tokyo. Are you, because Reba McIntyre did the national anthem, of course, from the, uh, the you know, Country Hall of Fame. But yes, Beyonce did a Verizon ad in which she teased a new music coming. And yeah, she's officially coming out with a country album. Uh, her first two songs have come out. One is called Texas Hold'em. The other is called 16 Carriages. Are you Ooh. down with this? Beyonce going country. She is from Houston, Texas, Texas after all. Right. I'm assuming she's going to say that's my roots. But, uh, yeah, uh, it will be interesting to see what her, her fan base believes of Beyonce going country. Yeah, I'm excited to hear it just so I can compare it to uh, the country album that Post Malone's coming out with. See which one's better. <laughs> I'm excited for that. Going co- well, and as we've talked about in the, in music, right? I mean, country has gone pop, like just like rock and roll after the '70s and the '80s. You know, right. you know, rock music went pop, very, very pop, right into the '80s. And I think we're seeing that right now, where and we have over the last decade plus, where country music is no longer country; it's really pop. And Nashville is where they're doing it's it's the popular music right now, right? That's what pop means. And you know, young yes. young people love pop music, and so it's country now. It's coming out of Nashville. Uh, and so that's where that's where you know Beyonce going where the you know yeah you got to fish where the fish are and go right. where the people are and um, you know good for her and if she loves country music I'm, I'm that's I'm fine with that. Well, Morgan Wallen song. has changed the game completely. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that, but either you know way, Morgan Wallen. Uh, uh, not a big fan, but either hmm. way, uh, that's because I'm not a I'm not a pop country fan. I'm just not. Okay. You're not gonna you, right, you're gonna get me to bash him, but at the same time I'm not a fan. Uh, but either way, that's. Good for Beyonce. That's where she needs to go, and she's uh, you know following her musical journey. Good for Beyonce. But yes, that that was announced last night. So we'll take your favorite commercials. We'll take your uh, thoughts on Usher, and certainly on the game itself. Niners, Chiefs, Chiefs win at twenty-five, twenty-two in overtime. We have an overtime Super Bowl. Pretty darn good to wrap up the twenty twenty-three, twenty twenty-four football season. We'll come back. We'll pick up some what the facts from Super Bowl fifty-eight last night in Las Vegas. Hook them up with Ian Rod B. Rolls on. Austin, Texas, Sports, The Horn. Hook them up, rolls on. It's what the facts time, and here you go, Brock. The facts are this. At 28 years old, 28 years old, Patrick Mahomes now has uh, three Super Bowl championships. Two regular season MVPs, six Pro Bowls. He's got a $500 million contract that, according to reports, he's going to restructure coming up this offseason to be less of a cap hit for the Kansas City Chiefs so they can retain as much of this talent as possible. And uh, another Super Bowl championship last night. Pretty impressive, obviously. And uh, as clutch as there is, as clutch as there is in this game, uh, we'll hear from him coming up. Uh, also, let me say this in What the Facts, Brock. We talk about the, the un, unheralded Chiefs, right? I mean, Patrick Mahomes obviously is the headline, you know, always with what they do. Their defense, always. But uh, Andy Reid and Brett Veach, their general manager, has to be credited, you know, kind of on the fly here. If you think about their, the, 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 the Super Bowl run here, three Super Bowls in five years now for the Chiefs, Brock, uh, they started, you know, four years ago as a high-flying offense, right? It was built around – you know, Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, and they just, you know, kind of outscored teams. They got in shootouts. Right. Patrick Mahomes would find a way. Uh, I think they, they, I don't think I know, organizationally, they said, you know what, uh, we're going to trade Tyreek Hill because we can't afford it at all. We have to rebuild our defense. We've got to rebuild our offensive line. Of course, they had the Super Bowl loss to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in which they had the injuries on their offensive line and uh, really couldn't block the uh, pass rush of the Buccaneers. So, you know, it rendered, you know, Patrick Mahomes very ineffective in that Super Bowl. Uh, and, you know, within one offseason, Brett Veach, you know, attacked the offensive line and rebuilt it through free agency in the draft. 
Uh, and now they've done it through on the defensive side of the ball with this very young defense. And if you think about this, uh, you know, and what the facts brought, uh, if you go back to the, uh, to the 2022 draft, just two drafts ago, they drafted Trent McDuffie in the first round. They had two first-round picks, and this is because they traded you know, Tyree Kill, right? right. Um, you know, they, they, they picked up extra draft picks, which is you know, people would say, well, why would you trade Tyree Kill? Well, because, you know, you've got to pay him big money, and you, you take an asset, which is you – know, Tyreek Hill was in demand. The Jets wanted him. The Dolphins wanted him. There were several teams that were going to give you a lot to get him because he's an extremely talented player. He was up for Offensive Player of the Year, obviously. But you were trying to, you know, in an affordable way, rebuild your defense and, and go through the draft. And think about this draft that they had in 2022. Trent McDuffie, the cornerback out of Washington, they also had the 30th pick, and they took George Karloftis out of Purdue, who's turned into be a, a really, really good pass rush for them off the edge. Uh, they also drafted uh, Sky Moore, the wide receiver, who you know has not panned out. But in the third round, they took Leo Chennault. Leo Chennault out of Wisconsin. Do you want to, you want to know the game he had last night, Brock? Uh, he was the one that forced the fumble on Christian McCaffrey in the first drive of the game. He also blocked the extra point. He pressured Brock Purdy on a throwaway late in the game. He had an eight-yard tackle for loss uh, on, on a check down to Jennings uh, in that game. Uh, and this guy's a second-year player. Uh, and you go through their draft. Isaiah Pacheco was a, was a seventh-round pick in 2022. Um, they've just done a heck of a job. So you got to give Brent Veach a lot of credit for using the draft to supplement talent and put players around Patrick Mahomes because uh, this is not, you know, this is not a group of household names, right, <laughs> that are running around for the Chiefs. I mean, I know you have Kelsey and Mahomes. That's obvious. But uh, this is, this is a, a great team, the Kansas City Chiefs, that, have found, that are finding ways to win football games. Uh, they lost six football games this year. That's a fact. Uh, but they played their best football in December and into January and now into February, Brock. And uh, they are your Super Bowl champions once again. Yeah, and I got a couple facts for you, actually. So. Patrick Mahomes has been in the league. This was his sixth year. He has only lost three games by double digits, which in six years is wild. Um, Let me think here. Another fact that I found out, um, he is the first player, I think, in league history, first quarterback to ever win the Super Bowl, having the highest cap hit in the NFL. So if there was a year to beat him, it was this year. Uh, let me see. I got one more fact for you that I wrote down. So we kind of talked but about By the that. way, what you just said right there is spot on. For that, that's why the rest of the league is on, is on notice. I mean, this was the year to beat this team. Yeah. This was the year to beat the uh, Chiefs. Uh, and the Buffalo Bills couldn't do it. The Baltimore Ravens couldn't do it. Now the San Francisco 49ers couldn't do it. Because I just said the reports are out that uh, Patrick Mahomes and Lee Steinberg, his agent, are going to restructure his deal to lessen and lower his cap number and his cap hit against the cap so that they can re-sign Chris Jones, they can add pieces, bring in more weapons. Uh, and with this uber-young defense we're talking about, uh, at linebacker and in the secondary, you got to get Chris Jones back. This was the year to beat them. You just said it. Uh, that was the most important part of, this, of that conversation. This was the year to beat them, and no one did. Well, going back to, like, Russell Wilson, you remember what everybody would say? Like, oh, the, the secret to winning a championship is having a, a quarterback on his rookie deal, right? Cheap, cheap quarterback, surround him with talent. That's the way to do it. And Mahomes flipped that narrative on its head last night. And, and I think that's why he's just an alien because he can just he do stuff that other people can't. He is um, an alien. Okay, I got two more facts for you. One is that Taylor Swift, in her three months as a football fan, um, has achieved something that I have never experienced in my entire life. So I'm really happy for her right now. There's no bitterness at all on my end. Um, and, okay, so we were talking about the new overtime rules a little bit earlier. So they, they changed the rules after that Chiefs-Bills game a couple years ago. Last night was the first time with the, the first game with the new overtime rules. No game has right. gone into overtime since they changed the rules. And you could tell there was a lot of confusion. Um, I was listening to, oh, who was it? I think it was the ESPN postgame last night after the game, and they were, they were talking to Miko Hardman, who caught the, caught the game-winning touchdown. He said that he had to go up to Patrick Mahomes and tell him that they won the game. Because Mahomes didn't know. He thought that they, he thought the 49ers were getting the ball back and the game was going to keep going on. It w- 
and it was really confusing last night. I was like, I was watching the clock, like, oh, they're about to run out of time here. And and then the announcers came on. They're like, actually, the time doesn't matter. You know, I'm like, then what's the point of having a clock, right? Yes. Like college yeah. overtime. You know, they don't have a clock down there. It was it was kind of weird. It was really confusing, you know, because it was like the first time we've ever seen it. But um, man, that was just, I just can't get over how great of a game that was last night. Honestly. Great game. Yeah, the NFL did change the postseason overtime rules in 2022 after that Bills-Chiefs divisional round game. Uh, both teams will get the ball no matter what. So, obviously, if the even if the Niners had scored a touchdown well, on their first drive in which they kicked a field goal, the Chiefs would have still gotten the ball, and they would have played until – and then after the uh, – you know, if the Chiefs had gone back down and scored, then it would become sudden death after that point. Right. Uh, but, you know, to my point, uh, and I know people are criticizing Kyle Shanahan because they would say it's better to, to give than receive at that point because you do get the ball and see if your defense can get them off the field. Um, either way, I mean, if, if you take the ball, you got to put it in the end zone. I mean, that's just you're playing Patrick Mahomes, and that's where you said we've never seen a, an alien like Patrick Mahomes. That's just kind of how your, your mind has to be. Uh, it is similar to playing Tom Brady in his prime. I mean, you have to – you just expect that, that 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 person, that clutch player, is going to find a way to get the ball in the end zone. And that's, you have to put the ball in the end zone. And that's 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 what the Bills couldn't do. That's what the Ravens couldn't do. Right. Uh, and obviously now that's what the 49ers couldn't do. Well, and that's what Kyle Shanahan said after the game. They're asking him, like, why did you receive the, the overtime kickoff when both teams get a chance to score? You know, if, if you would have deferred, right, and the Chiefs get the ball, go down, kick a field goal, you'd have a chance to win it. And he basically said – I wanted to get the ball third because I expect that we're going to score a touchdown and I expect that that alien on the other sideline is going to score a touchdown. So we want the ball third with a chance to win the game. You know, we want the ball when it goes into sudden death. And I know it's kind of a low-hanging fruit right now to criticize Kyle Shanahan after he just blew his third Super Bowl with a 10-point lead. And, you know, I see all these people on social media trashing him and this and that. I feel like they're doing a little bit of a disservice. I mean, he has played the two greatest quarterbacks of all time in the three Super Bowls. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm right, going to stick Brady. with my guy here. Yeah, Brady and Mahomes. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, you, you, look, Kyle Shanahan's still a great football coach, and we can get to the timeout here at the top of the hour. Uh, we'll get to some other what the facts, too, uh, moving forward, including the uh, the rest of the sports weekend, uh, Texas basketball, the, uh, the golf, where the waste management event out there in Phoenix turned into the wasted management event. It uh, <laughs> was a great finish, though, because most people probably didn't see it, but we'll get to that. Uh, but uh, great points by Brock and uh, uh, moving forward. We're waiting on Rod Babers, who's making his way back from Las Vegas. Our friend Nick Shuley uh, is going to join us as well to uh, fill some gaps and get us there and get his thoughts on the Super Bowl, many of the opinions we can get uh, in here. I love what you, what uh, I did not see that uh, quote from Kyle Shanahan. I did watch a good part of the post game, but uh, did not hear Kyle say that. But that's for those criticizing him for not deferring the kickoff. I think what he just said is right. You know, we yeah. wanted the ball third. I mean, that we we you, you, that's kind of how you have to manage it. We're we're, we're going to get the ball and we're going to go score. If they we can stop them, great, we win. If they go down and score because they have an alien at quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, then we get the ball third, and then it's sudden death, and we can win. Uh, we can kick a field goal to win that ball game. Uh, I have no problem with Kyle Shanahan and taking the football in the no. overtime. No, me neither. Uh, we, we will take your thoughts on it. Uh, also, the uh, the conversation surrounding the game itself and other aspects. We'll get to the highlights. Uh, we'll uh, continue the conversation. Super Bowl 58 in the books. Patrick Mahomes wins another one. Chiefs are in a dynastic run. Who can slow them down? I don't know. We'll talk about it. One hour down, four to go on Hook'em Up with Ian Rodby.